to Words Out Loud, a series of audio profiles of audio people. Every month, I'll be chatting to someone from my world of recorded words, colleagues, clients and friends, and I'll share that with you via my newsletter or social media accounts. You can find those links, catch up with past profiles, as well as listen to the latest episode of Low Light at crawleyvoicestudio.com. Thanks so much for listening. You and I, Anita, know each other because you are a fabulous voice and accent coach. Thank you very much. I've got that right as a a title. It is true, yeah. And you've coached me and I've Uh been in your workshops and and things like that. So, um, So I guess really what I wanted to do, first of all, was just ask you to actually introduce yourself in your own words. So, Tell right. us where you're from, what you do, how well, you describe well, your work, etc. How I describe my work? Well, I'm originally from Sheffield, born and bred here. So I came from uh, uh, Hansworth in Sheffield. Um, and uh, I live in Dronfield now and I've got a family. Uh, I've got a husband and two children who don't like anything to do with drama, voice or accents at all. So it's <laughs> very disappointing. Um, but yeah, I'm voice and accent coach, as you said, and I lecture. I'm one of the senior lecturers at Leeds Conservatoire so I'm with this working with the second years a lot this year and I think I class myself as a mentor as well uh, I work in theatre I do a lot of prep for actors and audio book narrators and voiceover artists prepping for castings and all of that business it sounds very varied it is yeah but am I right in thinking that you trained as an actor I did indeed you yeah did. so Back in the 90s, I trained at Alra South. There wasn't an Alra North back then. Um, and then left there. So I went to 18, so I was young. Yeah. And I left there at 21. And I was very lucky. I started working straight away. So I feel really, really lucky that that happened. And I was fortunate for that to, to occur. And then I landed an agent, which was Philippa Howell, when she was agenting. And uh, and worked alongside her as an actor uh, for about ten years. So I worked within theatre. I did radio, yeah. film, TV. I did the lot really. I'm all a, of it. A jack of all trades. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So how did it? So how did you start to work more with voice and and start to think away from you know acting and perhaps start to think about coaching and teaching and mentoring. Yeah, well, I've had a fascination with voice since I was seven. So I used to attend the Joy Reynolds Theatre School in Sheffield. And um, Joy Reynolds, at that period in time, it was all about elocution. And uh, I was fascinated. Every year she used to wrap her tape measure around us and see how what our rib reserve was like, how far we could expand our ribs. And it was always quite competitive. So for me, it was like, ah, you can only do one inch and I can do three. So I was, and tongue twisters and poetry. I was just fascinated by this, this, you know, what was I doing? And, and actually competing with people, really trying to be the fastest and the quickest at tongue twisters. And then I went, uh, didn't think anything of it, went to drama school. And the classes that I enjoyed the most were the voice classes. They were the yeah. ones that I just adored. And, you know, at the time I was um, I was this Yorkshire lass down in London and it was very much about you've got to speak RP. So it was competitive again, you see. I wanted to have the best RP I could have in the school. Yeah. So uh, that's where my fascination with accents and things like that came about. And I was always into characters and creating voices and fascinated with the sounds I could make. 
Uh, and then I went into acting, didn't think anything of it. I did consider the voice masters at Central when I left, but thought, well, I'm acting now, so I might as well continue doing this. It's, you know, what I trained to do. Uh, and then I took a bit of a hiatus from acting and moved into agenting. And when that stopped, when I decided, when Philippa decided to retire, and I decided that actually I needed that creativity. I'd always coached, even when I was agent and even when I was acting, I always taught and uh, did a lot of acting coaching. I thought, you know what, this is my time now. I, I went into it late. This is my time to go and get back to being creative. So that's when I went to uh, Royal Birmingham Conservatoire and did my master's in practical voice there. Wow. So I was 40 when I did that. Okay. So I was a late, late starter. A late actually. starter. But do you think yeah. you've now found... Is this exactly what you want to be doing or thereabouts, do you think? Yeah, it yeah. is. I mean, I use everything. There's nothing that I haven't... I'm glad I did it the way I did it. Because yeah. I've learned such a lot uh, throughout my years and I've gained such a varied experience that, I, you know, I definitely has served it. But it, I'm definitely the place I should be at now. Yeah, definitely, I mean, definitely. it's interesting, isn't it? A bit of life experience, and it really can help you understand what it is about yourself, isn't it? I'm a and... better coach because of it. Yeah. I think maybe that comes from me being a little bit older, a little bit more relaxed. Uh, experience helps as well. Yeah. Um, Do you think you understand other people yeah. a bit more now than yes. you would have when you... And that helps with yeah. the coaching, yeah. Absolutely. I'm much more in tune with people. Mm. I mean, that's a big part of who I am and what I do anyway part of how I work but I understand it and because I understand actors so well it really makes a difference yeah um, and understanding all the facets of the business as well yeah supports everything that I do in the voice world or the accent world okay yeah no that's it's really interesting I mean I wonder um I was going to ask you kind of what it is that you find really special about what you do I think you know it's special as well I think because every day is different and everybody's different yeah so although I have a bag of tricks that I know would work it's how do I adapt those bag of tricks yeah and I think what I get a kick out of the most is seeing people flourish from something that you've done do you like working with the people one-to-one -one best or do you prefer a group or is it just different? It depends, really. Group work can be quite difficult because you can never quite give the attention yeah. to the individual like I'd like to because, you know, you know me in workshops. Once I get started, yeah. I'm like, oh, I've got this idea. Oh, well, let's, let's try this. Why don't we do this? And um, I start, you know, I start throwing everything at it rather than keeping it simple because I'm desperate to, you know, find the bit of magic that's going to release this yeah. person's performance or voice or yeah. accent or whatever it is that we're working on. Um, but I do like group works. I like the energy from groups. Yeah, yeah. Just when you said there before as well about getting that satisfaction from watching a transformation or, or I suppose, I was just thinking when you said that, about the idea of maybe somebody coming to you who can't do an accent and by the end of an hour for example that they can or that they can at least kind of say some words in it or they've got a handle on it yeah. enough I mean I wonder can do you think you can explain what the most important elements of approaching a new accent for an actor or a voice artist would be yeah I think 
for me, definitely, it's about placement to begin with. Yeah. You mean so placement in, within the mouth or the, within, within the, your with body? That. So where is it? Yeah, where is it that sound sits within yeah. the mouth or yeah. the pharynx or the nose? So where is it resonating? I like to think of it as like this sound energy. Uh, where is it placed and where is it bouncing from? Because that gives you a bit of a hook. You can mm. grab onto that thing. Okay. And you can move that sound about. So for me, that's kind of my starting point. And then definitely the muscularity so what is it what's your tone doing what's your we call it oral posturing uh what's your okay. oral posture like you know what's it doing and we and it, has it got its hands going, on its hips like, or, yeah. <laughs> or is it just flailing around <laughs> sorry <laughs> absolutely i like to get hold of your oral posture exactly. oh, well. <laughs> but uh yeah what i mean by that is you know what's going on with the lips the tongue and the jaw specifically so you want to hook onto that with somebody because if they can get what I've found is if you can get some form of shaping or you understand so for example I'm doing um I've got a big northern Irish uh session with a client tonight on a big script and I've had to get back into the swing of it this afternoon Mm. and for me I have to suck in my cheeks a little bit Mm. and I have to do a little pout of the lips and that because it gives me that forward placement and then I have to try and keep hold of that and if I lose that muscularity I can hear the accent disappearing yeah so I think those two are fantastic starting points yeah and then keep it simple keep it simple find the rhythm find those bits and let the words and sounds or phonemes as we call them take care of itself if we're in a you know if we haven't got long to work with that yeah I I remember when I you and I did a session and I was trying uh, to to do some kind I think about three different accents actually uh, like a Russian accent and just Eastern European accents or anything kind of over in that area uh, I just couldn't, I just couldn't, I, d- I had no idea how to approach it. And you eventually had me sat like in the chair, like an 80s car salesman yeah. with my legs apart, imagining I was wearing a dodgy kind of leather blouse on jacket with a mullet. Um, and, you know, going, going, going and made, it kept making me say the word yellow, yellow. Yellow. And eventually <laughs> I was like, oh, right, I got you. <laughs> I really, I mean, I really valued that session and it did work. I got there and now, you know, I, I feel like I kind of genuinely approach Eastern European accents in a more, yeah. in a better way. But one of the things I chiefly remember from that session was actually that it was really funny. And we had, we had a right laugh and it was daft and mad and you got me doing all these weird things. And actually that relaxation was really important. So, I, yeah, I just wanted to kind of remind you of that and wonder whether that's just with me <laughs> or whether actually, <laughs> do you know what I mean? Whether you actually use humour and kind of try and relax people in that way or how do you work? with different yeah people. I mean I have to I have to I mean I'm a I'm, I'm as daft as a brush I think really and I love humor I've got a wicked you know I have got a, a real kind of wicked sense of humor uh anyway well so I'm told I've like blown my own trumpet here aren't I but um I, I do concur. I love comedy I oh thanks very much. <laughs> I'll take it I'll take it um but I do because there's a couple of reasons a it should be fun you know sessions should be fun um one of the other reasons is voice and accent work is it's kind of it's quite 
a vulnerable thing. You're, you know, you sometimes you feel a bit. You've got people going, "Oh God, I don't want to feel silly." Yes, yeah. because I think as we get older as well, we lose that sense of play as adults. And people go, oh, but I sound daft, I sound daft. And it, it's just saying to people, like, I, I'll be daft and we'll be daft together. Yeah. And yeah. then it doesn't really matter. And actually making, reminding people that it's it's not that, I know it feels really serious and I know it might be for a really important project, but actually we've got to have a sense of it's not the end of the world as well. Yeah. Yeah, I, I get and that. Yeah. Do you, do you get that? Mm. And I think as well, because I work with so many people, well, I'm kind of, most of my work is so last minute and everybody's, you know, I've got a casting tomorrow, I've got a self-tape tomorrow, there's a problem with this actor here, I need you to come in and do this. So it's so kind of quick fix that there's so much angst there already with the individual, there's so much pressure on them already that I have to find a way to for them to not think about that. We have to get rid of yeah. that pressure because if I can't get rid of the pressure, I can't get them to access the bits that I need them to access. It's it's really as simple as that. So yeah. any daft thing that I can get somebody to do or to get them to think in a different way or to get them to move in a different way because, it, you know, physical and visual stimulus definitely helps you access sound and colour and shapes. Yeah. It's, def- it's proven. And, I, you know, I'm yet to find anybody who doesn't find one or the other. Yeah. Um able to tap into or beneficial for them so yeah that's the that's the kind of reason and you know I like to have fun I like to work and I like to have fun I want I don't like doing work that I don't enjoy and I don't do it (laughs) yeah absolutely and uh, what is it that old saying about while kind of you know seriousness is banging on the door humor has slipped in under the through the keyhole or something like that and it kind of actually you know i've never heard of that so I, it's, that's, that's a really bad paraphrasing of it, is it? the <laughs> idea is that yeah if you just kind of stop just stop you know it's you can i can hear it in my own my own throat just kind of seizing up as i kind of try and grab this hold of this thing that i can't remember but it's it's like anything, like you say, your vulnerability around this kind mm. of physicality, and immediately your muscles tense up, and of course that's the enemy of of sound okay. moving, isn't it? But as soon Absolutely. as you can relax, it opens that that possibility up. Um, yeah, yeah, and it's funny because I, I think we both know there's another wonderful accent coach who I hope I get to speak to. <laughs> there's many of them, but you and I both know Nick Redman. Yeah. He's great. Yeah, and she is. I mean, she was a comedian, wasn't? she and she always uses humor and just as we were talking then and you were explaining that to me I thought oh yeah of course yeah that's you know I I, I only know two accent voice and accent coaches with any degree of uh, you know uh, knowledge and they're both funny (laughs) they both use humor I mean and that's why me and Nick get on you see that's why I mean you know to be honestly I've whatsapped her today and said you couldn't give me a read of these couple of lines because I can't get my head around it yeah and you know and that's what it's about it's about being you know having being aligned with people who work in a similar way and I think as if you're an actor or a voice artist or a audiobook narrator yeah. I think that you know don't just I'm getting quite serious now but don't just choose anybody I mean yeah. don't just choose me I might not be the right one for you either you yeah, know okay. me and Nick are quite open about that you yeah. know it's, we're not right for everybody yeah. um, and everybody's not right for us so it's a two-way partnership really. Have you ever had any complete disasters I mean obviously you don't have to name names but 
anything ridiculous that's ever happened to you in your in your mentoring or your coaching or anything yeah, like I that? Mean, well, I did my master's at Birmingham Conservatoire and then I got offered a job there and I was doing show support and I had, I think it was 13 different accents within the show that's and a director who never turned up. Oh, God. <laughs> so... I was. I never knew, but and he was. He, 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 the individual was had the accent of. I can't say what accent, but had one of the accents that I had to coach. But always just went. Yes, it's fine. You know, in 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 the accent, and just sitting there and thinking, gosh, you know, so many different accents. You sat in a in a dress rehearsal, thinking, I'm not actually quite sure if I've got any of them right anymore. So I suppose it's the doubt in yourself, you know, you just think yeah. you've got it. Well, that, yeah, I mean, that must be a bit a big thing on. because there are lots yeah. of accents in the world, you know, and that people oh. require and to, you yeah. know, and there'll always be someone in the audience, won't there, who's like, you know, well, I've yeah. lived there for 30 years and it's, you know, and... We all have watched shows, haven't we, where we thought that accent is absolute garbage. <laughs> and I think as Northerners as well, we get a lot of cod Northern yeah, um, accents yeah. that are a bit butchered. And yeah. But, you know, I feel sorry for us accent coaches sometimes. You've got to be a little bit sympathetic because the context sometimes people aren't aware of. So often you're called in an hour before and you've got an hour with somebody or an hour to work on an entire show with five yeah. people and you're thinking, I can just, I can only give you two sounds and hope for the best. So, you know, when you, when people are sat there going, oh, oh, gosh, the accent's off. I'm always thinking, yes, it is, but I wonder what the circumstances are. I wonder, were. yeah, yeah, absolutely. So your work is incredibly varied and sometimes yeah. quite pressured as well, obviously. Um, yeah. So, and with all this you know, the fact that you've got to kind of, you're constantly researching, I guess, aren't you? I mean, where do <laughs> yeah. you get the res- the kind of support that you need? And do you do stuff that is to try and make sure that you regularly update your skills and learn and develop your own skills? Yeah, I mean, oh, it's, it's hard because when you're in it all the time, there's you're so busy working in your business, you yeah. get to work on it, you know what I mean? Or is yeah. it the opposite way around, one or the other? Yeah. Um, but I do, I listen to a lot of things. I'm always working because I'm always listening and mm. I'm always practicing and trying to keep in shape because it's it's an active thing that I do. So, I, it, you know, it's like learning to play the piano. I always use this analogy, learning an instrument. I have to keep my, yes. my instrument in order. Uh, I try and do as much uh, or as many workshops as I possibly can, depending on what it is, because it's got to be something that I think is going to be beneficial. For example, I've just a year ago I did um, accent method breathing workshop with Dane Chalfing, which was which I've really incorporated into my work since. That's been great. Uh, I often go and do link later and actually take part in a. They do some online sessions, so I'll go and take part in those and and I'm learning and experientially, and then I can pass that information on. So. As much as possible, you've got to keep yeah. you know, connected. And I try and keep connected to the business as well, because that's equally as important. Um, yeah. That I know what's happening. And yeah. Uh, what yeah. people are working on and what people need, because I think that's one of the questions I get asked the most, actually. What are the main accents that you that I need to have on my CV? Yeah, it's like, because actually that does chop and change, doesn't it? I mean, what about in terms of research or in terms of developments in the world of 
in which well we both work but particularly you for your for your area of it you know is there a particular kind of direction things are going in at the moment or so what's kind of the new research or the new approach to things I think well I think there's there's a, a drive towards a bit more of a holistic approach to things um, and right. well-being as well um, and that's an area that I'm quite interested in yeah. you know that that myofascial work muscular release work all of that and also I mean it was it was in vogue a few years in fact it's been in vogue for a while now and I did my research project on it and that was voice on film and using your voice on camera and what we called mumble gate everybody complaining that they couldn't hear actors speaking yeah so and you know that still keeps cropping up now and again but for me that's where my specific interest lies actually at the moment okay that's really interesting and actually what obviously what you're talking about and what you deal with of course is is the human being the human voice Mm. Uh, Mm. one of the things I wanted to get your thoughts on I suppose was um, the development in the area of artificial intelligence oh yes of course (laughs) have you given that much thought have you thought about how that's going to impact your work or uh, I think I've tried to bury my head in the sand a little. <laughs> right, that's a completely acceptable <laughs> approach. Yeah, <laughs> I think I think. Oh my god, artificial! Oh my god, no, I can't cope with that. I'm not going to deal with that because I'm just like la 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 la. I'm not going to have anything to do with it. But in all seriousness, I, I just don't see how it can take over the human voice. I, I just don't think you'll get the end package that you'll get with the human voice because you can't manufacture emotional intelligence and connectivity. No, I mean, I think that the technology has come on a lot um, and they're, and that's what they're trying to do. So mm. if, you know, if you look at kind of what they're trying to achieve, they are going right for that because the big drive... That beating heart and that breath, you know. Yeah, just... yeah, yeah. They're really trying to kind of uh, create artificial intelligent voices that are able to read fiction audiobooks, which mm. I think is probably the biggest ask. Um, I mean, you know, it, it ranges, doesn't it, from, you know, an auto attendant on a telephone or... Yeah. Uh, We've, we all we all come across AI voices now, don't we? It's, it'd be so sad. It, it will be... be, but then I just oh, wondered God. whether there might be some work for you guys, you know. I, don't, I just don't think I want to get involved in the whole thing. Right, I want, okay. I, I want to work with human beings and, and I want to... I, want, I don't want people to be losing work. It's ridiculous. I don't, yeah. You know, this is, it's, this is people's livelihoods yeah. we're dealing with. That's and a hard no from you then, Anita. A it, hard it, is, no. I, it is a hard no because, yeah. you know, it's people spend a lot of time becoming brilliant at being an audiobook narrator. Yeah. Or a voiceover artist. Yeah. Or an actor. And it is that, you know, it's a real craft. And to say to somebody, oh, actually, we, we don't need that anymore. We don't need that connection. We don't need your heartbeat. We don't need that breath that you hear in that moment that spontaneity Mm. do we would we be able to get the spontaneity that we can get well we didn't you know there are other technologies I know we're talking about other technologies as opposed Mm. to human beings but you know even if you think about for example you know musicians kind of you know um giving live performances 
it's all changed but you know yeah it's coming back people want to see uh, live performances more than ever i mean notwithstanding the you know covid pandemic etc but yeah you know it's it doesn't it won't destroy that i don't think i think it i think the worry is that it will only be accessible for people uh, for, well, the only people that will get the work are kind of the A-list celebrities, perhaps, if we're talking about audiobooks, yeah. and that actually anything yeah. narrated by a human will is going to command a premium. So you might not be able to afford to pay for it in the future. Things like that seem yeah, to occur to me, you know. We'll put that to side because that's not very nice to think about. And then I'm going to think about <laughs> something nicer now just before we sign off. So um, I just quickly wanted to ask you, actually, just before we move on to the last bit, how do you network? Do you like networking? How do you do it? What's your oh, favourite? Terrible, Matt. I'm absolutely <laughs> awful. To say, uh, you know, to say I'm such a chit chatter and you know fairly gregarious, I think, but I'm actually <laughs> very, very, I'm very insular. I like to keep myself to myself, actually. And so networking, I find an act. I just, find, it makes me sweat. You know, it really does. Uh, but Twitter, I, I do like Twitter. You I have are to a Twitterer, yes. I am. You like I a am. meme. You like a, a yeah, a meme, don't you? Oh, Anna? I love a gif you meme like or a whatever. GIF. That's yeah, the one, I love, particularly I do. gifs. Yes, it just it appeals to my sense of humour. Trying to find the thing that really sums up what your emotion is at that time that's yeah. why I like them I you find are very it, again, good at it's a challenge. you are very good at it I have to direct <laughs> anyone Matthew Butler thinks I am she says I'm the queen of gifts yeah. <laughs> everyone should but have I a think, look at your your Twitter feed I, for that alone oh bless you but I do love Twitter I think because you can have that immediate conversation with people and I, yeah. you know it's I think it's very useful for everybody Twitter right I know Instagram's getting a lot of love um as well because you can do the videos and stuff yeah. i'm not as prolific on facebook and instagram mm. uh but uh, because I, I do like twitter the most and i think you have to just do the social you have to think about what the social media you like to participate in and then make that your yeah kind of your focus yeah i think so too i think there's no point in trying to force the ones that don't suit your personality because no, i think it is no. so hard to create an online personality it is. Uh, and also it's tiring as well. It's very oh, tiring. It? You know. And it can be a bit soul-destroying, if we're really honest, can't it? So, but anyway. I don't engage with anything that's, that's you know, that is going to upset... Anybody who can see something like it's upset somebody or done it, I just think, yeah. right, scroll past, scroll past. <laughs> I don't want anything to do with that. Let's just keep going. Let's keep the positivity going. I'm not, getting, I'm not engaging with nastiness. No, no, that. quite right too. Quite right too. Yeah. Let's yeah. try and uh, concentrate on nice things. Well, to that end... I'd like you to imagine that you've been abandoned <laughs> with, God. with nobody else on a desert island. Um, and I'm going to give you one music track. That's all you're going to get oh. until you're rescued. Oh. Do you know what that oh. might be? Yeah, I do. It'll oh. be uh, uh, Superstition Stevie Wonder. Oh, do, 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 do. Yeah, do, do, absolutely. I mean, you cannot beat that baseline, that opening. Yeah. That, oh, my God. Um, well, I think that you can play it both ways. See, I've thought about this long and hard, Mel. <laughs> it's, it's got a really cool vibe. So if it's a bit hot and you're feeling a bit tired and yeah. you've not had enough water, yeah. you can just sit back and, you know, nod your head. Yeah. But if you're needing a bit of energising, you can get up and have a boogie. So it covers every base as far as that's very, that's very thorough. I know, I know. Did you imagine I'd think so much about my desert island disc? 
I'm sorry I've only given you one and I'm sorry we can't play it because it's not that kind oh, of no. thing but oh. never mind never mind probably have to pay for it wouldn't we anyway so yes exactly so, yes I would have to do the royalties <laughs> and the permissions yeah. and all sorts so oh well we'll keep that in our minds really yes. as, uh, as we we bowl through to the end of our little time together yeah. um I just wanted to actually I've not asked you something do you ever write Ooh. are you a writer oh. do you do pro- creative projects where you're the writer well I've been working on a non-fiction project with Letty Butler. Yeah. Who's a brilliant writer who you know she very well. She is a brilliant Mel, writer, a Brilliant yeah. writer, brilliant actress, Ooh. just a brilliant all-round good yeah. egg. And uh, we have created a non-fiction book, which is going to be published this year, which wow. is very exciting. That's amazingly exciting. <laughs> I know it is. I know I can't say who or what yet, but it is to do with, you know, it's, it, again, it comes back to the things that we both love, which is mentoring people and coaching people and yeah. actors. So watch this space for that. Oh my God. Well, fantastic. That's the I best know. of luck with that. I will absolutely look Thank out you. for it. But and... that's it because she's, you know, she makes my writing look really good. I can't say that I'm the writer. I give lots of good ideas and I've got a good business head, but uh, yes. Letty has made it all sound beautiful. But yeah, I like other people's words. I'm much better at uh, unpicking those. I get great, great joy out of other people's brilliance writing. Yeah. It's probably not my bag. Oh, well, I think that's that's a lovely, a lovely way to round off. Fantastic. Well, thank you ever so much, Anita, for spending time with me this afternoon. Pleasure. If people want to contact you and ask you to coach them or talk to you about helping them with an accent or whatever it is else they might be able to help you with, how do they do that, please? Well, I've got a website, which is Speakeasy Voice. So you can catch me on there um, and via email, hello at speakeasyvoice.co.uk. And you can find me on Twitter under Anita Gilbert Act or at Speakeasy Voice. That's probably the the best way to find me. I'm sure that they will find you if they need to uh, (laughs) using one of those methods. Thank you. Lovely. Oh, that's wonderful. Well, thank you again. And uh, it's been lovely to speak to you. See you then. Take care. Bye. Bye. That's it for this month. Thanks for joining me. And thank you to my guest this week, Anita Gilbert. The Words Out Loud theme tune was written and produced by Gerard Fletcher. Thank you.